Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. What's poppin', Triple Nation? So, normally, you know, the OG himself, the batch, would be the one to introduce everyone and the one to lead off the show. However, he's taking the night off and chilling and running the boards. So that means the Young Bucks get to come out and play. In today's episode, we got some special guests for you. But first, let's do some intro. As for me, y'all know me. It's the big body Broku, the Super Saiyan Triple. All right. And then to my... Oh, now I'm muted. Hey, you on mute. You on mute. This live. <laughs> you on mute. Oh, here I go. This what? Sorry, I was getting an error message. What's up, Mr. Girl? Right. The not tech savvy... Uh, Uncanny Tribble, aka Amalgam Tribble, aka Bruce Leroy Tribble. Show next. Show no. In the building. All right. And then now, yo, this point's so hard, Len. You're right. If I can get that <laughs> diagonally. Me. Right underneath her is. Oh, it's yeah. me. I'm, I'm Mike. I'm the Wizard Tribble, um, specializing yeah. in games and fantasy and also anime, um, which is why I'm here. Not the weapon. <laughs> All right. And then. Our final girl. Yeah, it's me. It's your favorite good ghoul gone bad. The spooky of all the tribbles. Spooky all year round. It is the horror tribble. Getting really excited to talk about some geeky things that I feel like we get once a year on the tribble. <laughs> but it, it's it's always a time. It's always a great audience too. So so excited for our guests. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yo. We got our illustrious guests. We're gonna start off right here. Hi. Oh, I, okay. Hi, I, I'm Christelle. <laughs> Christelle Marie from Beyond the Bot. Um, I'm here with my friends Sailor Moon and Eraserhead, uh, trusty Sailor companions. Moon. And get, I get in case I get anxious. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah. Hi. <laughs> What's up? And then the man stuck in Montana. Yo, what's going on? I'm I'm Yodoye, also from Beyond the Bot. I'm here by myself in the in Butte, Montana. Uh, they claim it's Butte, but I think it's but it's it's spelled but. <laughs> I'm here in Butte, Montana. Uh, just hanging, just living my life, you know. All right. Montana. I guess. Why are you in Montana? We're gonna we're gonna start the show off right. Yeah. Why are you in Montana? Um, I don't know how much information I can give, but I am uh, I'm shooting a movie. Like, say less. Mm. All right. Yeah. You know, NDAs and whatnot. I didn't you're actually right, sign right. one, but uh, you know. 
<laughs> Better safe than sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right, you don't want to blow up the spot. Don't blow up the spot. Yeah, I'm not trying to be the one. You're right. You know. Big moves in Montana. All right. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, any, you know, everyone in the comments, what's up, people watching live? So, yeah, tonight we got our special guest from Beyond the Bot, Crystal. We're going to kick it anime style, right? This episode is definitely going to be an anime where our guests talk anime, get in fandoms, maybe try and solve the issue of capitalism by destroying it. Who knows? We're going to get into it today. All right. Let's do it. Going down, capitalism in the name of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting by moonlight. You already know. So, so for those who don't necessarily know Beyond the Bot, I guess they've been living under a rock. What is Beyond the Bot? How did it come to be? How did y'all meet? Like, what's the story? Um. Tell you what. Let's start with the fact that Beyond the Bot is the uh, rebirth of Get in the Robot TV, first of all. So it, you, if, if it's possible, maybe you know us from the YouTube channel, Get in the Robot, which yeah, has- That was the thing I was allowed to, to bring up, to be honest. Like, do I bring that up? Do I just let that shit No, you know it's, I mean? no bring it it's up. A good, no. It's a good, it's a good. Be messy. All right. Be, me be messy. I don't want to be messy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, it's a channel that, that uh, used to have its parent. Its parent company is Frederator uh, Networks, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. because COVID hit and there were some financial reasons, uh, the entire kind of YouTube division was uh, had to be shut down, and that's the official uh, statement. And uh, okay. Yadoya also went to a protest and got us fired, probably. But that's it. I'm kidding. Okay, that's <laughs> hey, uh, look. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Under the bus. I, okay, I did. I, okay, I did tell. I told a cop he looked like a nerd, and I told him to go home and watch Sailor Moon. But that's like all I did. I didn't do. It wasn't even that bad. It wasn't you gave that him serious. a life tip, honestly. And, and I gave him a life tip, and he, I, he nodded. He was like, "Yeah, I kind of want to be at home." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but essentially, we were just we we'd been active on getting the robot for about two years on YouTube, and we were actually on the stage at Anime NYC as well when it happened in New York, and had a lot of fun, kind of getting to know uh, the anime community a little more through our channel, and also being able to share our passions or hate of some anime sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and now, uh, even though the channel was shut down, we didn't want to let go of the project and we felt that there was a lot of really good stuff there that we wanted to do. So we are now the proud owners of our own YouTube business. <laughs> yeah. beyond, it's so great. With Beyond the Butt, which is, yeah. we, we go beyond. The corporate overlords. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot more fun in a way because before with Get in the Robot, we could only really do YouTube videos, but with Beyond the Bot, we're kind of going beyond precisely, like extending to other mediums. We started uh, an experimental IGTV series uh, last month called Dory's Campfire Stories, where she was talking about horror and kind of also horrifying the viewer because she she gets in character and she's a demon. Um, <laughs> and like we have a podcast now as well, which is Beyond the Botcast. And it's tentatively titled Beyond the Botcast. Tentatively titled Beyond the Botcast, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
there i think I there was an episode where there were like three names for the podcast like four uh i've i've entirely lost track it was to be honest. I, it's it's a little bit different every episode i feel like we're about <laughs> to develop a just a like too many nicknames like this is a marrow guy you know <laughs> <Did a little laughs> yeah. uh, you know we try to not go we try to not make it weird, but it always gets weird. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. that's why we listen. <laughs> yeah, it's why we listen. Like, you know, get messy, right? Just yeah. messy. It's all good. We have yeah. a lot of opinions. <laughs> We're not afraid to share them. Yeah, yeah now you can in, in like new ways. And yeah, because I, I do remember uh, being a, a fan of getting the robot, like in you all from before that is like, I remember times when I just be like, we can't, can we say this? Are we allowed to say this? And like doing that check-in like periodically yep. in some videos. And now I feel like it's just like, we're going to do it. Yeah, it's weird adjusting to the fact that like nobody's going to check you on anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it kind of used to be like Adrian reporting to uh, Frederator, reporting to the company we won't name in Canada. Um, but now it's like, oh yeah, we own this. We don't really have to. Okay, so I guess I'm just gonna say everything is racist and we're gonna deal with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, suddenly it's everything is racist and also how can we make this more gay? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like how? How do oh, you yeah. do that? It's very easy, actually. <laughs> Especially in anime. I mean, just with shonen tournament style stuff, like anime rivals. Holy hell, those are soulmates. Come on. Yes. No. Yes. Wait. So, who would be, I guess, like your best like soulmate pairing then? Forbidden ship. Forbidden, yeah, forbidden ship. Oh God. Okay. Um, I mean, if it's a forbidden ship, then definitely. I keep going back to the classic Deku Bakugo right now. Sorry. Is that forbidden though? Like, is that really yeah, forbidden? But you see, exactly. You like, know, there's nowhere to go. It's there. It's there. Like, and everybody has to admit and has to go, I mean, right? Okay. Kind of obsessed right with each other, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit. But it feels, it, feels like right there. it feels like it's right there, you know? Yeah, I can't think of a forbidden ship in anime, right? Like I just finished watching the uh, Shokugeki no Soma, and Ooh. for me, you know, Aldini is Soma's boyfriend. Like oh, that's no, Soma? that's his husband. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He does show I up for, for Soma on like for like every occasion he shows up for him, and it's like yeah, they ride <sighs> food wars. So they share the Mezzaluna, the only oh. other person who can touch Takumi Aldini's Mezzaluna is. Soma. There's a forbidden ship there that, that upsets Isaiah whenever I bring it up. Yo, <laughs> like, yo, my boy, my boy, they just, they friends, uh, but like, if, oh. I can see it. I mean, he did nickname him Sun Eater, and he's like, if I'm the sun, you're, you're the sun eater. So I'm like, all right, that's fair. Wait, who, right. what, huh? The million and Sun Eater from My Hero. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. His name yeah. is Sun Eater. Yeah. After he uh, said, uh, you're the sun. I love how we, this is the first place we landed naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, 
<laughs> you know, you teach people how to treat you, as they, as they say. <laughs> this is why uh, we end the podcast with put it in your mouth as a way to review things. Is this why? Bro. I feel like we've never established why. Because no, why? would we have a second serving of this? Is this something we want to eat? Is it delicious? See? That's fair why. enough. That's fair enough. I don't know what y'all were thinking that meant. I, I mean, I know. I oh, know. know what we were thinking. <laughs> Other things. Sometimes you got to put the whole meal in your mouth. Sometimes you want a snack on it. I don't know. This, I'm, please stop me. Look, I can't be held responsible for everything that happens on it. Yeah. No, we don't have Kennedy today, and I feel like she'd be the one who would make that comment. So it's good. Oh, <laughs> the yeah, point yeah. is filled, yeah. and so it's great. Yeah. Look, yeah. this is this is the kind of chaos now that we have to live with. When there's no trash, the universe makes sure to make up for it with another trash. So, so hi. <laughs> From my garbage can right here. We're so appreciative of our trash. Like, I'm sorry, this is too clean. Trash. Hello. So, yeah, so so beyond the bot, you guys are out here. You're doing all of these things. My man's in Montana. Crystal, you're a prolific singer, right? And now you have a hit song on TikTok called Anime Girl, correct? I am, I'm surprised. <laughs> then again, I shouldn't be surprised. It's called Anime Girl, and it's TikTok. What was I? <laughs> I'm pretty What's sure half the, half the stuff, like half the videos I've found of people using the sound, it's yeah. just the craziest stuff. I'm like, oh my god, the anime community, I love you. <laughs> well, I guess what's been like a, a video that really amused you that you've seen? Um, one of my favorites is just somebody who's like vibing to it while doing their makeup and then their grandmother seems to walk by not understanding what's happening very naturally just it's just one of those videos where it's just that person behind reacting like especially because the song has these the way that the song is made is i have kind of like a very soft voice in some areas and then suddenly it goes mm -hmm. really hard so anybody who's like witnessing what's happening in the video and has never heard the song, it's like you suddenly go from a very soft pop voice thing to scream yeah. practically yeah. with a beat and a drop. <clears throat> and so it's always fun to see that moment happen on camera. Yeah, no, that, that shit's a bop. I was listening to it earlier and I was like, yo, in the first half of the song, I'm like, this is very like, love live e and we're like it's like idol pop sort of and then she just flips it on you and goes like full toga from my heroes like nah but i want your blood it's like oh hold yeah. up she did yeah. wait a minute wait a minute Whatever. yeah I, I gotta admit i'm very influenced by uh the idea of a, a virtual girlfriend okay. <laughs> oh, word. who's very young like like i don't know if you guys ever saw this episode of adventure time where it's literally a character who's behind the screen and the guy is dating her. And when he doesn't show up to their date sessions online, she starts stalking him on other computers. And then eventually she's going to just try to murder him if he doesn't actually show up for a date. That kind the of inspiration life. for uh, for her. If you've seen her with Joaquin Phoenix, it's based oh. on that Adventure Time episode. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. And then yeah, Trans Transcendence eventually as well with Johnny Depp. 
that, mm-hmm. that part of the universe of, yeah. of anime girl. She's just been uploaded to the cloud to do some chaos. And, and that's my, that's one of my dreams oh, to, to make right. you fall in love with potential murder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like for, for both of you, like with anime being a thing that's predominantly like in your lives since, I don't know, for how long since growing up till now, I guess, how does that inspire you to go out and do what you do? Like, how does that give you? Ooh, shit. I'm I good, y'all. Good. What's up? Look. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I... If y'all get if y'all get fined, I'll pay for it. I don't I don't care. Uh, what? That's my bad. That's, that's that's my bad. <laughs> I was like, I read the email. I was like, you're okay. No, no don't cuss. Okay, and then uh, and I've been thinking about that very actively since uh since I logged on, and I knew it was gonna no, happen eventually. Speak freely. You're but, good. We're, we're hey, not, we're not on, on the right stream tonight. You're good. Oh great. So you know, okay. Speak freely and curse. Whatever. Oh. Oh fuck! Okay. It was that exact moment how you said like when you're being governed, right? And like you're so yeah. used to it. Yeah, that took me a little bit to like finally like open up and like, oh yeah, I can just let these things go. Cool. Oh yeah. Cool, cool. Oh yeah. But yeah. for us, it's a little more yeah. difficult because from week to week, it might change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, are we yeah. All right. Gotta yeah, do the, gotta right. do the check before the show starts. <laughs> and then we have to no, that, oh, it's like that. Oh, it's not always. It's, it's not, not always. It's not. It's not, not always. Okay. It depends. Okay. okay. See, that's gotta be weird. <laughs> that's gotta be weird. You just weird. have like a banner on the bottom, so you know. So it'd be like, this yeah. one has cussing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this time we cussing, hey, y'all. We cussing tonight. Yeah, we cussing tonight. Yeah, first episode, Len was like, "You got, you guys can say whatever you want." We're like, "Fuck what?" I got a few fucks like... I need to get out. This one has cussing. This one has cussing. So express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the what was the question again? <laughs> we just oh, so we about the cussing. Everything else went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep that short. The, the general question, which is like, yo, yeah. how does anime inspire you to do what you do currently? Right? Um, I mean, that's a very difficult question to answer. I feel like um it's not Yeah, it's I mean, it's just like I I feel like it especially comes out when I'm like when I'm writing anything, like I, I've written for TV shows and like uh, performing certain things. And like, I feel like it just kind of informs the types of stories that I'm willing to, that I'm willing to sort of latch on to. And like, just because like, um, when you think of something like live action, you think of like, just very limited, a very limited scope of circumstances. Like we talked about on the podcast, like the way Inception sort of manifest what happens in paprika and it's like they kind of they kind of try to do what happens in that film but mm-hmm. it's just but they don't you can't really achieve the same thing in live action i mean it's why so many anime ad- adaptations are so bad because you just can't really you just can't really grasp the same scope of like possibility and so i feel right. like um 
it just kind of makes me it can't it kind of makes me expand just my uh my way of thinking about what i'm writing and like how things should be performed and things like that. like um like i don't care there's an idea i'm working on is like sort of it's not based on one one punch man or similar in any way but like um like i am working on a working on a show where basically a character is a vampire hunter and like goes through all this training and develops all his skills and in the beginning of the i don't know if it's a feature or a series yet but basically in the first actor episode he accidentally kills the original vampire the vampire curse is lifted and he has no more job and so now <laughs> oh shit so like that type what of shit I, I, okay. yeah so that type of shit i think that like is inspired by watching something like one, one punch man like where what what happens when a character has too much power or right. has to deal with like not having a purpose when they have that much ability, you know, like being too powerful. And it's just kind of like, I don't think, I, I don't think like, I don't think any American show would inform uh, a concept like that, except maybe like an adventure time, which is just like generally very weird. And I think still inspired by a lot of the stuff that comes out of anime, just because everything American is now, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, I would like have to like really agree with that. I don't think a lot of uh, animation studios like in America would really try and touch on anything like that because they always want you know people to come back uh, and not to like rag on any of them. It's more so like they want to have like cool and really I guess well defined powers, but they don't want it to just be like all encompassing unless you're Superman. Or maybe Shazam. That's really about it. Where like your villains are just as powerful as they are. Um, where like in anime, you do get some situations like that. Like as in One Punch Man, it's like, yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm broken. Literally, my only thing that holds me back is sometimes I just don't want to. I gotta get that yeah. deal at the supermarket. You know, they got half price on these veggies. Like, let me go hop that. Real quick. <laughs> yes. All the ninjas yeah. skills to slice zucchini. <laughs> Look at my salad. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the Witcher actually in Witcher game. There's like a conversation that Geralt has where he's just like, "Should we like slow down on the killing of them because there's less of these monsters and that's like literally my entire existence?" So, <laughs> you know, have you heard that there's less yeah. monsters calling us? Maybe we should stop killing. And the nerve people, and then it's just like totally, like, and they just like laugh at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to keep killing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you really have to, you really have to think about these things like existentially. And I feel like American superheroes don't really do that in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't really examine the fact that, like, I think a perfect example is like My Hero Vigilante, or uh, yeah, Vigilante, Vigilante, where yeah. it, it actually explores like the politics of being a superhero or something, yep. and like. Obviously, we have the boys now, which kind of does the same thing. But like, I feel like m American properties just aren't really so ready to examine the role of superheroes, which are kind of like inherently fascist in a way. You know, you got one, you got one person sort of like pulling <laughs> out justice, however they see fit, which is why, mm -hmm. uh, which is why 
Marvel head of, of like the Geneva Accords and all this stuff because they are inherently right. they they have like an amount of power that they can easily abuse and we just have to we just have to like sit here and hope they don't turn it on us you know <laughs> fingers crossed they're a good one <laughs> exactly yeah. uh superheroes are basically billionaires um <laughs> well, I, 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 so I'm not uh, as well versed in the anime realm, but just hearing you kind of go through that ex- ex- that explanation, I immediately think of Civil War, um, mm-hmm. yeah. because that all starts because superheroes that are reality show stars do things in within their reality show. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a long time, but mm-hmm. they they it winds up in this mass killing of children. And yeah. so then all the fallout of that of like, what are the limits we actually need to place on on superheroes, them being registered and things like that. So that is that's yeah. like one example, in addition to the boys that I think where that has yeah. been dealt with. But I don't know throughout the course of just con- like, you know, American comic books, how many times we're really looking at, like you said, the yeah. the the excuse me. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Bless but yeah, the, the politics of that. Yeah, and it feels like something to me where, like, they are willing to sort of engage with the concept, but, like, but then it doesn't become canon in a way. Like, I feel like it's canonized in the, in the MCU, but I feel like it becomes this game of, like, now how do we reset to making right. superheroes good again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Where, and, and same with DC, though, because, like, in Batman, well, in... in the dark knight when he has that one brief moment where he essentially has super surveillance on everyone and then shuts it down like a moral decision and i'm like first of all hello zuckerberg second of all (laughs) um you know the assumption that we need to just assume that first of all he's always had access to that power can do that chooses morally not to and so that so that nobody has to deal with the fact that he even has that power to begin with and that it doesn't there's no way to stop him from using it if he chose to. Yeah. And, and, and he's actually a billionaire. So the parallel is pretty direct with that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's very seductive, the myth of Batman and the way that we're kind of in love with this dark figure who's essentially a, a man child traumatized by a moment who can't yeah. let go and just <laughs> essentially keeps fueling. A uh, crime that never ends in Gotham because Gotham Sorry, never ends. This is what happens when you're not here. Let me know that shit on your boy. Fuck Batman. No, I'm kidding. Yo, if if Batman was a real person, it would absolutely be fuck Batman every like all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that, and I I'm going so hard on him because he, he really was my favorite superhero growing up. Like oh, yeah. I was all about the Batman. I'm like uh-huh. that that was it. I was all over that universe, but that's also because I really love Tim Tim Burton and Catwoman and, and anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of emo goth, I guess. Yeah, it's like very emo, dude. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard not to think about like why a family that made its money in the industrial revolution just has a cave under their <laughs> under their house. <laughs> you know? There's not a lot of good reasons to have a cave. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. And then you take you that parallel. Like, and, and that's kind of, for me, what's been the genius also of My Hero Academia. 
academia, for example, that in mm. anime, they took a concept of superheroes and turned it into first a school, second, you know, there's a lot of like monster high, hero high, stuff like that. And it's always like uh, really quick. I need to discover the origin of my father or something, plus get a mm. girlfriend, I guess. And then, ooh, I'm a winner. <laughs> woo, I graduated. But yeah. in My Hero Academia, because they go out into the world and do a lot of stuff like uh, have an internship they're dealing with society's politics as they navigate their identity within that. And that's the piece that I found so fresh in anime, that they get to go to those places and also because it's a series format most of the time. So yeah. in, in ways that unless American companies started doing more animation that followed a format of series for these type of ideas, uh, anime is always going to have the, the more thoughtful long arcs with character mm -hmm. development and and social political uh, economic uh, environmental uh, pieces added to that mm -hmm. so it just makes it more interesting to be able to look at an animated format which also like you know I said earlier like paprika it, it's a medium that can stretch the probability the possibilities of storytelling way beyond what live action can do Add to that the fact that you've got more freedom, more time, um, ignore the fillers, and you've got yourself a, a really nice space that you can inhabit for a while. That on top of that also is introducing you or presenting aspects of cultures you might not be familiar with. So it, it also forces you to deal with any internalized cultural limits you have about your definitions of, of what a character should do or should be or what a good ending is. Right. And... I think that's like something I, like you mentioned earlier, I do really dig about like My Hero Academia because it does uh, really dive into all of that. And when it comes to the animation and, and superheroes and stuff, the one thing I absolutely hate, and maybe it is a, a core reason why I don't like comics as much, is because you can literally just wipe everything away with a new writer. And then everything starts yeah. from zero again. And then you have to like rebuild where as an, an anime, like, you know, when this, you know, character has a problem or this world around it changes, like it's, final for the most part right it's it's final and they have to keep evolving and maneuver in and out through all those things while also like you said still discovering themselves i mean unless yeah. you're sailor moon and then you die revive die revive yeah that is the problem i have though like and i feel like this is a problem in a lot of industries is like people have a too much reverence for the form and yeah. less thought they're less thoughtful about the substance and i feel like that can come across so much more easily in um in like american comics where it's you do a run by one author and then you just reset and do a run with another author where they have this like foundation to build off of and they're right. so they're so uh jazz they get to write that they don't want to challenge that form because it's been around since 1935 or whatever or whatever and they just want to do a good version of the same story when in reality it's like you could one do your own story you could write your own comic and really examine that whole system that whole structure of like superhero fandom or whatever it is right or or you could write the same story that's been written over and over and over and over. And that's how we get like three different origin stories of Spider-Man where nobody ever asked, <laughs> nobody ever asked the questions like, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. You know. So, well, I think some of that also yeah. has to do with the editors like you know what i mean in a lot of these cases mm -hmm. we're talking legacy characters Absolutely. we are we're talking spider-man we're talking batman so we're talking yeah. properties well, that's, that that's by their I'm nature that, like, they can't yeah. change too much but i think yeah. i guess my point is like i think even in the comic book world because i'm more of a comic book head when you get out of when you get out of like you know the the top two when you get out of like these legacy characters you do actually get stories with weight uh, because yeah. creators are able to tell their own stories. And I've definitely even read within like real, uh, like uh, specifically I'm thinking about X-Men lore, things that writers wanted to do and they were not given the go ahead to do because they're mm -hmm. things that would have really pushed that property into a new and like almost uh, those changes would have been like held steadfast as opposed yeah. to something we can just like act like it didn't happen. And, and that's the thing. It's like, because of what it is, like, as you said, it's more about the form than the, than the substance. So Spider-Man always has to be Spider-Man. So we can't veer too much from that. Yeah. And, yet, and I think that's the point I'm trying to make is that when people are given the reins of a property like that, they just one kind of have that desire to just do it the best, uh, do the best version of it right. that already exists. And also have that uh, that hanging over their head of like we can't change this too much. Right. Whereas I feel like having having a series that just kind of like has the same creator and goes for it might go for a thousand episodes, but then it just dies with that creator. I one piece. And then, one piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Only four, you know, four years left, maybe. Or yeah. Five. Yeah. Countdown. Uh, Maybe. Sailing those seas. <laughs> so we all, we all agree one piece could have ended, right? It should have just oh, cap it, well, be done with. I mean, I, mean, I guess. I mean, I mean the Nothing. recent arc started really strong and it was very good. And then they he just killed the pacing again with flashback for a few months. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's coming winding down. Nothing should be longer. Nothing should be longer than three seasons. I, I do want to make a comment specific to the Spider-Man thing, though, okay. uh, before ahead. we move on. Just because I've always thought that in many ways, we also kind of, we educate our audience how to consume media. Like, mm -hmm. maybe in a way, an anime fan might be more cool also with changing legacy characters in a way that an, a fan of those legacy characters would not because they're not as used to these sudden ruptures. But I also think that sometimes it's just the studio underestimating the audience because then you get something mm -hmm. like Into the Spider-Verse, which to me completely broke formula. And by right. the way, it was an animation. So the medium gave it more leeway for it to experiment and do more with colors and with, uh, with uh, layers of, of, of textures and, 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 and camera angles and stuff like it was such a treat to watch that, but it was a huge risk. And and I think it's so noticeable that it's a risk, precisely because when you see any remake or adaptation of Spider-Man, it's always the same story, kind of just recycled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, and that's one of the, and that's, and I wonder if it's more like also studios being afraid of, you know, we, we won't yeah. invest in a live action that's as disruptive as Into the Spider-Verse. So let's put that into animation instead. And we'll just say, oh, you know, it's for anybody who watches animation to begin with. So that might be a different crowd and we might not get as much backlash if it's live action and that fear of how the audience is going to respond i blame star wars <laughs> yeah i blame star wars yep and jesus hey look and maybe not a bad time to start to get into that capitalism talk you were, you were talking about here <laughs> <laughs> 
You know? I, I mean, look, if we, we talk in capitalism, y'all hear, you know, I mean, I'm sure you heard already, but Sony, right? Trying to... Yeah. Isn't it, like, mm-hmm. to me, I feel like that's going to be a monopoly sort of move. Isn't that, you know, illegal? Yeah. I could be wrong. And how would that, I guess, would that pinhole anime fans, you think? Because, like, now I pretty mean, much all the yeah. main streaming services for anime are under the, the rule of Sony. Which, anyone who's playing a PS5, yo, if you got that hookup for a brother, I'll be cool. That'd be great to play right now. Yeah. yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. This is, what, this is how capitalism wins. This is why. Because we're like, this is the opposite of dismantling it. Also, can I get a PS5? Thank you. But you know, I'm actually not. I'm. I'm so. I don't even know what to say about that though, because I come from the music industry, and and I feel like nobody wants to talk about the fact that as it is, Spotify has owner. Like, there's ownership from Universal, Warner, Sony. Like, major labels own own the top music distributor. How do you think it's not catering to major labels? Like, what the hell? But that's like a non-issue because it's so obvious that the music industry has always been top four, top five companies kind of just controlling mm-hmm. the whole landscape. And then the rest of any independent artist is just trying to compete against that monster. And they're eating each other alive. And like Tencent in China bought percentages off of all those companies, plus Spotify, plus like a bunch of gaming companies. And it's like this game keeps happening behind the scenes. And it's almost like Sony coming up and suddenly saying Crunchyroll. It's just the first time that this is happening so visibly for anime yeah. specific but it's like everywhere right yeah like when, when okay. i read oh, yes. the article when i when i read the article it just it made me think like well all right so they're really trying to monopolize this thing and really trying to have now that pretty much everyone in america is a captive audience right just trying to get the almighty dollar from everyone that's an anime fan but it just mm-hmm. like it comes to mind like well can anyone like really fight against that at this stage uh the answer is no let's buy a ps5 let me get that ps5 right quick and, I, mean, like, I, I, I feel like the, the big challenge with that like legally i don't necessarily yeah. agree with this because i think it should be very obvious to the average person is just like proving that that is actually a monopoly because yeah. there are other places, there are other places to buy video games, there's other places to watch anime, there's other places to do all this stuff. They don't necessarily have the market cornered in the way Google does, right. but it absolutely is uh, moving in that direction. And um, that's a little too much power for a company that makes fucking uh, PlayStations. You know what I'm saying? Just make yeah. PlayStations, be happy with that. Everybody plant. This shit is sold out. Like, why? What? What yeah. more do you need? Again, yeah, it sold <laughs> yeah. out like three times already. It's like, yeah, initial launch, boom, gone. Then it's like, psych, Reese, gone. Today, gone. It's like, oh, all right. Just yeah, they yeah, just selling that shit out. Yeah, I mean, uh, shit. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's time for uh, fans up to come back. I don't know. Ooh. I think, man, maybe that's the move. Well, that has been like the the. The wave, I guess, is just that. Um, just whenever, whenever major corporations can't deliver on uh, on schedule, or due to that uh, that fear that says we don't have an audience for this property, 
um, mm -hmm. which they inevitably inevitably will when one company has uh, has authority over all anime distribution. Uh, you have properties that get left behind, which tend to be properties that are for uh, that are like shoujo properties. And there, there's just a lot that people don't get to see because these companies don't believe there's a market for it. When in reality, like the most passionate anime fans I know are black women who watch shoujo. And so like, I think there is already uh, some development happening in that space, but I feel like it's about to be, I think we're about to maybe see a bigger fan sub movement um, okay. if that goes through, you know? Um, um, let me plug in my, my little laptop before I die. But um, <laughs> yeah, and to, the, I, and to that effect, I have been talking to some people. Um, I don't want to like. Yes, I don't season of Yona. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to watch it. No. <laughs> but um, I don't want to put them on blast too much. But basically, I've been talking to some people about uh, how to sort of circumvent things like that. And yeah. it's this concept of dual power, which, um, you know, you see tweeting people tweeting on it about it on uh, the Black Socialist Twitter account. Um, basically, just sort of circumventing the need for companies like this, right. like uh, like Sony and like Crunchyroll and people like just whatever overlords decide what you get to see and what you get to consume. Um, and it's sort of the way that our company is arranged beyond the bot is um is this idea of a worker's self-directed enterprise where basically the uh the people who are actually producing the content and doing the work um are the ones to receive the profit and then decide what to do with the uh or sorry they they receive the profit that they that their work generates, and then decide to do what to do with the surplus. And so that's how that's how our company is uh, arranged. Is there are eleven of us? We take an equal split of all the of all the profits, all the money, and then beyond that, that's just kind of company funds. And then we decide we vote democratically based on what uh, on what to do with that money, because. Um, what a lot of people don't realize and why a lot of these companies have all this power is because our workplaces are also dictatorships. You know, it's not all about the federal uh, things that go on at the federal level. The election is important, but you got to think about what happens in your day to day life. Your workplace is where you spend most of your time. So, you yeah, know, hours a day, uh, most, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, in a situation like ours, we get yeah. to vote on, uh, who takes a stake in our company or who gets to sponsor this and who and what we're who we're willing to work with. And when it gets to when it goes beyond like just content creation, you know, it's a very what we're doing is relatively low stakes. But, you know, the same model can be applied to things like, uh, you know, if you have mines in your community, I'm in a mining town right now, you know, the people yeah. in that community get to decide what happens with the contents of that mind you know that's what's going on in uh the congo right now is that live in that community don't get to decide what happens to the coltan and cobalt mines which are what we need to uh power but to for a country right mm -hmm. 
Yeah, in my country, uh, the the one gold mine is owned by an American company, and we don't have any yeah. say in the way that they pollute or damage the environment yep. or how they use our resources in any way. And mm -hmm. that's since like a political intervention and where that destabilized our entire government too. And like all of this yeah. is just part part yeah. part of course for any country in Latin America actually. So yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk's family made uh made its fortune off a a weirdly acquired emerald mine in this in Zambia. And and now he's one of the wealthiest people in this country. Even though he fled South Africa, uh, possibly because apartheid was ending, but we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> We're always getting plundered. <laughs> Yo, see, and you said you're dumb, bro. You're not dumb. <laughs> Told you you intelligent. Hey, look, it comes out sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah. the point was, yeah, the cobalt yeah. and stuff in the Congo is what we need to uh, for electronic devices like phones and PlayStations to function. Um, <laughs> so if if uh, people thought in that way about like sort of taking back the means of their own production, um, then, um, you know, we don't have to actually, we don't, we never have to deal with questions of whether or not Sony buying Crunchyroll is legitimate or whether it's a monopoly because ideally it never gets to that point. Uh, okay, so what are we talking about? Yeah. What's going on? Well, I mean, I want to I wanna kind of do like a sidebar that's sort of related but goes back to the comment about Shoujo specifically and how these companies then decide what you consume and yeah. the idea that, for example, they assume that there's not a female market, especially women of color and especially mm. black women right. and especially because like black women who love Sailor Moon, BT to the fucking w like okay um where's black would be going all sure <laughs> um yeah. like moody's party that's when i actually sang my song for the first time in new york like a, mm. a sailor moon boom party so <laughs> um yeah. but here's the thing also when you are a female fan in the space you are being also kind of targeted by companies to be silenced within it and this comes a lot in fanfic areas especially because we've got stuff like AO3 or Archive of Our Own where that's mostly a playground for female and queer fans and it can and it's the one that gets the most constant like shutdowns or anti-behavior or types of targeting to specifically deplatform authors on there or chaos that happens to the point where for example a country like China can jail people for writing on AO3 and then eventually they banned it so but but even though they jail people who write the porn that goes there, um, even though they uh, forbid China from having access to the platform, the number one property there is actually taken from a Danme or boys love author who essentially mm -hmm. wrote a yaoi or well, in this case Danme, but with porn and published it and got so many fans that it's now this multi-million fucking huge franchise like she's basically the jk rowling of of, of anime gay so <laughs> and yet and yet this person has to hide their identity okay the properties themselves are now owned by the biggest corporations there so they're making a shit ton of money while at the same time trying to eliminate what makes it interest like what made it popular for those audiences it's like they want to curate specifically how every audience consumes what depending on which market and for some reason also make sure that the 
kind of like any any what the female and queer experiences in terms of engaging with these fandoms just doesn't even come into the equation. Like they want to be able to charge you for baiting you with content you might enjoy, but they don't actually want to address your community. They don't actually want to sell to women. They don't actually want to sell to LGBTQ. They want to sell to boys. And they're going to take a property that might be shoujo and they're going to try to make it action. Then they're going to try to sell it to boys. And in Latin America, especially in the nineties, what they were doing was repackaging shoujo and also turning it into kind of a shonen title or promoting it that way before they realized that there were more female fans showing up to watch anime on TV than, than, than boys. It was like, and then it became, it kind of equalized and yeah, these gender and, and sexuality issues, like all these pieces are coming in this intersectional approach to how you handle creating a culture around a specific genre or a specific medium that's a conversation that a corporation's never going to have like at the top they're looking at the bottom line so yeah what, what, what i initially thought that the way to control that was with your with your money like where do you put your money but the fact is that we're in a system where i to watch anything i'm going to be paying at least a netflix subscription uh-huh. and netflix doesn't ask me what i want to watch and it probably won't and yep. even if Crunchyroll gets bought by Sony at the same time before it was being owned by Warner. So then we would have to yeah. talk about is Warner in a monopoly? Like well, they're in competition. Yeah, they're all kind of probably. The yeah, lesson to be taken from that is that you are not a hypocrite by being born into capitalism and participating in it. And so therefore I say go ahead and buy that PS5, homeboy. Homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be buying a PS5 and very likely consuming and <laughs> all these properties anyway. Yeah. But yeah. it sucks. We just yep. got to be loud as fuck as well. Like the yeah. more we talk about it so that they know we're aware, they know what we like, they know we hate yeah. it sometimes. And if, if if we stop talking about it, then they win. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But also we have the power to like, you know, take direct action in the things that we want to do and the things we want mm-hmm. to accomplish whether or not that includes creating anime or distributing it or what, you know? Or having a YouTube channel. Or having a YouTube channel, taking things into your own hands, right? Take that shit back. That's my preach emoji at. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> like, preach. No. No word. Real wrong. Big yeah. talk, big talk. But, all right, so then, I guess, leading and keeping it in the, the anime realm of things, isn't it like, what... I guess what anime, right? I'm just I'm a, a soft on this one, softball this one. What anime do you think know, taking things in your own hand and corrupt governments and and uh, revolutions and things like that? I guess what anime has actually kept you pretty chill during all of this craziness happening in 2020? What anime has kind of kept you at peace or kept you like centered? Um, I rewatch like every like. I rewatch Fully Cooly like anytime, any opportunity I get. Yeah, that's kind of okay. yeah, that's kind of it for me. I love the I like love the, the short stuff. I don't I don't have the attention span to <laughs> to make it through One Piece. Um, <laughs> Damn short. Sure yeah, mm. yeah. I will uh, I will rewatch Fully Cooly till, till just I like die. the original Fully Cooly or like all the original, the, the, original, original. the original. Yeah, got you. Yeah, got you. Got you. Aaron, Mine have you been to. You guys remember what, Crystal? Oh, two anime. Two? What are your two? <sighs> okay. Um, one is Ranma Half, mm-hmm. which is 
very problematic watching it now in 2020. Yeah, watch things with older eyes. Yeah. Holy crap. But it's like watching a series that you already know, like again, and this time seeing it with 2020 eyes and going, yikes. <laughs> but also fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I like that sometimes. <laughs> You're like, I, yeah. this is wrong. Why would I like it? Oh, fuck. Okay. Yep. Um, so dealing with that. Um, and then the other one is actually Food Wars because I'm, I'm trash. Yo, Food Wars is not trash. It is awesome. I have honestly learned to cook pretty well because of Food Wars. <laughs> yeah. I got to hear it lie. I, uh, I ended up um, showing Food Wars uh, to my girlfriend and she fell in love with it. And then that made me fall in love with it even more. And then we honestly got real cute and started making some of the food from Food Wars together. And, oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, now we even got like an anime cookbook and stuff. It's dope. Yeah. That's food adorable. Wars made me a better cook. So, yeah. Food Wars just made me horny, but that sounds much nicer. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that's just a precursor. Him. Yeah, he's saying also them. <laughs> also that part. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an anime couples can enjoy together. Moving <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <Yes>. on now. <laughs> I just really like the the food is beautiful and it is an uh, like shamelessly horny show. And yeah. it's equal horny for everyone. So, you know, equal opportunity to thirst. It's not like limited in that regard. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate that and that it's silly and it's kind of mindless and I know exactly what's going to happen. I ignore yeah. the fifth season, but everything else to me was great. And it's just, I keep coming back to it and just wondering what anything tastes like, wishing I could cook. But I, I so can't. Wish I could make anime food for real. Yeah. Just like it always looks so much better than like the real stuff. Oh, anime yeah. food is just not fair. Very deceptive in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Have they not like, made a restaurant concept out of that yet? Like just literally, just strictly anime foods. Probably there's got to be one. I, out there. I feel like that would kill you. The stuff they have to do to make it look like that, it's got to be like. Like lacquer and <laughs> look, you here for a good time or a long time? I'm just asking. Look, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't taste good. <laughs> no, that would be awful. It's just be one of those crunch. like pop up like Instagram shops where people just go to take pictures. Like that's what it would be. It would just be like take a yeah. picture with this ramen bowl, but don't yeah. After no, after you take the picture, they take it away and bring you the real one. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like the McDonald's yeah. advertisements. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, here's yeah. your actual Big Mac. Spread. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like it's just a museum with a food court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh my god! All right. Oh, Kat, she chimed in. She says, yeah, we made the egg souffle, John, and it was great. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots of <laughs> it was hard. It was honestly hard trying to whip the eggs to get fluffy without, like, a machine. Um, machine, like, blender. Oh, so yeah. I was just yeah. sitting there like, oh, this shit gotta go, bro. Like, it's been, like, a solid eight minutes. I'm tired. Or I'm cramping. Yeah. All right. Set aside. We gonna do something else. But I bet it was worth it. I oh yeah, it was hitting. It was hitting. I don't want to do that one again, but it was hitting. Was it like clothes vanish from your body, frolic through flowers, hitting or? <laughs> Not that one. Yeah, See? describe the the yeah, like, thing. Where, yeah, the first what, thing. What, what happened? The palettes. 
I feel like what you just descri- described was like a Prilosec commercial. They look like Kilton commercials. No, like, how can I explain? It was it was good, but it wasn't like, it didn't give me the burst where clothes would just pop off. It was more so like, mmm, yummy sort of feel. Like, Aww. you get like the lights, the anime blush totally. going and shit. It's like, we did this here. We did this. But we can okay. we can do better. But we did this. Okay, so, so you didn't reaction like rating. Music shit, but Sega. I say so you didn't quite do the sound of music shit, but nah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But it was. But it was uwu. It was uwu. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Mm. It was. It was On good. Yeah. We'll we'll get to the the clothes bursting part. It's gonna take time. <laughs> that's a. Hey, that's the level I'm trying you to reach. Just like you can't like, rush that. Right? I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to try to get to the grossest octopus with peanut butter or squid with peanut no. butter. Because oh. that's where my talent lies in making it taste awful. I feel so, like you taste her path. food that invades all of your privacy. That's just over. It's like, ah, you're violated. Tasting her food from Food Wars? Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a violation. I don't know why yeah. I want to do that to myself, but apparently <laughs> that is what my goal is with that plate and experimenting with those ingredients. I'll t- I'll call my therapist, but oh. <laughs> it's it's look, it's just that ja- the Japanese concept You're the one with of the slogan "live and let horny," so I understand squids. <laughs> the it's just transformed how I view uh, those um, things, sea those... creatures. We, okay, you guys thanks. really let me that talk. You know why are you doing right that? Hey, hey, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Ariel, didn't you want to share? I just love that it's somebody else that's not me talking about tentacles. Zay, did you say if you were watching something? <laughs> did you say you, you're watching something these days? You said Food Wars, right? That was you? no, oh, no. I said I did watch Food Wars earlier this year, but it, it's not like the anime itself that like kind of brings me back to center. Uh, quite honestly, the anime that well, the two anime that just bring me back to center always and will forever be like Dragon Ball Z and like Naruto. Um, yeah. just because it's always like, all right, I'm a black man against the world. How do I how do I conquer this shit today? <laughs> it's like I gotta I gotta level up. I gotta do better. All these. Other like ninjas are you know talking shit on me. All right, that's cool. I'm gonna work with the skills I got and then like become Hokage or like Goku and just like yo, I'm just gonna like transform on you motherfuckers to this new level. I'm gonna break through my limits, like just constantly trying to like get better. And like it just brings me back to that is ultimately like what I wanna be and what I wanna do is just constantly just get better and to progress and get to that new level. Um, then I mean there's always gonna be like a cap. I always know there's always going to be a cap and there are things that definitely make me happy. Um, and it's like, but just within myself and wanting to be a better version of myself, like I can always, I can always do a little bit more, a little bit extra. So how do I get there? Yeah. You're always so inspiring. I, I, I try, man. I'm like, like, damn, I brought up tentacles. You're talking <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I need to evaluate myself. I really do. Oh, you're good. Oh, no, no, you're good. Just don't need to. Think, no, it's I think, okay. I think you're doing too much. 
<laughs> it's okay. I I feel I feel like Dragon Ball does for Shonen fans what Sailor Moon does for shoujo fans, and that this is the female struggle, which is guess what? If you're gonna beat the enemy, you gotta do your makeup. <laughs> you gotta have less clothes on now. Mm, moon it's, prism it's power make up strip. Makeup. <laughs> Lessons wow. in life. I think it did read like define how people transform Sailor Moon because like now every time you see him like oh that's that's a Sailor Moon transformation like I saw in Steven Universe I'm like that's definitely Sailor Moon saw in yeah. Adventure Time. This is what it means Sailor to be Moon. a woman. One Punch Man, the pretty pretty uh, prisoner, the problematic oh, prisoner. Yeah, yeah. The problematic prisoner. <laughs> yup. I mean that says a whole lot already. He's a prisoner yet somehow a hero. Um, yeah. uh, but even with, I, I guess Jupiter did use makeup because I always was very fond of Jupiter and Mercury just because well Jupiter was always like really strong in like my opinion and she didn't really like take shit from like anyone else and Mercury because she was extremely intelligent and I was like yo future boo. I need the combination of the two. I need both Jupiter <laughs> strong. Like I got this aspect and that intelligence, and I, I've been fortunate enough to find that. So yeah. And Jupiter <laughs> cooks too. Like she makes delicious cookies and rose tea. Those they had some really entertaining uh, BL manhwa where the main character uh, was a magical boy and it was really refreshing to see him oh, have to, yeah. to get into those ridiculous <laughs> costumes instead <laughs> oh that was a treat <laughs> like I said, i'm boring because i like mars i kind of i like mars mars is awesome she was like the popular choice though for yeah real, for real. really I, mean, I thought most people yeah. didn't like her for some reason like they, like yeah i don't know, I don't know. Love mars Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was totally surrounded just by Venus fans. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're like wow. Venus should have been the real oh. leader. Venus was better than Sailor Moon. Venus oh, yeah. wouldn't have, you know, let her daughter have a date with her husband. <laughs> Yo, I forget how complex Sailor Moon is sometimes until people say things like that. I'm like, oh yeah, that that's really how that happened. That's, yeah. That's really how that happened. You see, this is why we grow up troubled. Uh, <laughs> so question, how has your favorite like childhood anime actually affect your life currently? Like in the stage of life that you're at now, besides just, you know, besides being on Beyond the Bot, how has it affected you? That goes to everyone because y'all three quiet. Don't let me take all the glory <laughs> right now. Come on, I'm here to share. Yeah. Well, I'll say real quick, huh. I think my anime to watch to just kind of like chill that makes me just happy yeah. over on High School Host Club. I love <gasps> no! that. Yeah, that's a good one. I love it so much. I was like, this is a delight. Every time I watch it, I forget. It's like almost like I forgot how delightful it was. And it's like, yes. And I can just watch it. I can just put it on, watch it. Um, another one that I don't, I don't know if this actually made me feel at ease, but I'm feeling, I've been feeling darker in general. So I've been reading horror, watching horror, and this wasn't exactly horror, but it was like <laughs> unnerving. I just finished Erased, but I think I'm going to go back and watch it again. 
right. But it I was it was yeah. but it was really good, but like it's heavy. It's it's like wait, it's like a lot going on, but um I I just thought it was really well done. No spoilers. Oh, oh yeah, no spoilers, but but yeah. but if we're talking happy place, that's gonna be over on high school host club. I'm gonna watch Oran tonight. Oh my gosh, it just reminded me that I love it. <laughs> they really need to remake that one or just finish it or just continue yeah. it or just yeah. oh, there's so much that happens in the manga that never got adapted. Please do do for Oran what was done for Fruits Basket, anime gods. <laughs> Please need it. Well, like, okay, you guys haven't spoke about your uh, yeah, I mean, that's keeping mm. you centered. So, for me, I guess it's not like an anime that's keeping me centered, it's music. For me, I just keep going back to uh, Nujabes. Um, whenever getting like things get stressed, just listening to uh, anything from Samurai Champloo or just uh, any of the other stuff he did, like uh, the Love Sick, what is it? Sectology, what is it? The one uh, where it's hexology. Six, hexology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love sick hexology. That's the stuff that that really gets me through. And then any music associated with anime helps. Like recently, the intro to B Stars. Uh, oh, I love B Stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. I always want to music. But I I like it. It's like wait, no, I still like it. But I'm I feel uneasy, but I like it. It's like, yeah, it's great. It makes you feel uncomfortable, but it's so good. Oh, you know, I'm I'm mad I didn't finish B stars, but I did finish BNA. That's such a bad choice. <laughs> oh, BNA is bad. That's on my list. Damn. Nah, bro. Don't. If you like, if you have, I feel like any knowledge of like social concepts just yeah. any type of like racial dynamics or anything like that you're gonna not like it Fuck or if you have any any knowledge of like racial dynamics uh gender dynamics queer dynamics any you're gonna hate it yeah and especially if you get spoiled with with b stars like what reading yeah. reading the manga of b stars i was just like this is so in depth and I can feel so much of like what's going on here in this world, and it's so thought out that every time I just see the like trailer for BNA, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's very, it's very Studio Trigger in that you, you watch it and you're like, okay, I know what you were going for, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that you did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good try. We have a, a comment from Elias Gorman. Legit Grand Blue. Never thought I'd laugh so much at a scuba diving show. True. Oh, and the Melissa G. Yo, everyone should watch Haiku. Haiku. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yo, yes. everyone yes. should watch that shit. I, oh, you should watch God. it. You should also read it. I just finished the manga. A plus. A plus. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah. I'm not going to give any spoilers, oh, but oh, oh man, it's great. Man. Yeah, they play a game. <laughs> That's a spoiler. They play volleyball. <laughs> it's more than just like playing a game. It's like it's the, the camaraderie, the teamwork, and then having strengths and weaknesses for each player and having that shit come together on the court. How are you going to excel? How are you going to become you know better and help that team? Oh, haikus that work. Mm -hmm. My man Hinata, five foot nothing, and he's <laughs> he can dunk. Like, so, I oh feel that. I feel that. Yeah, hard over height. Yup, hard over height for sure. Right. <laughs> so, like, free Iwatobi. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nate Robinson. We have yep. a question from the Bat Cave. 
from behind mm-hmm. the scenes, uh, Len the Bat Tribble, asks, how do you all feel about Netflix co-opting the term anime? It's like Blood of Zeus. Did Avatar start this trend? Uh, Blood of Zeus. I mean, I feel like that's all the same conversation about capitalism. They know that sells and like whether or not whether or not it actually is anime, people are gonna either watch it because they think it's anime, or they're gonna hate watch it because they're like, "This is an anime. I, I, I know, I know anime, I know, and I know what is and is anime." I mean, it's all just like it's all marketing, and I feel like if you watch anime, you know what is and isn't. Yeah, and you can, yeah. and I think, and I think to a, to an extent, you can make that assessment for yourself just because the lines are starting to get blurred, in the sense that like a lot of actual what we would consider actual anime is being made outside of japan now and so so because frankly it doesn't really pay that well to do it in japan (laughs) so um for whatever reason we don't have to get even get into the reason but like um i feel like i mean purely because the working conditions in japan are not up to par uh, they're sort of losing a, a grip on their own cultural property in a way, which is, but it's also like, it blurs the line of like what can and can't be called anime. I don't know if Avatar started that trend because I feel like the way it's being pushed now is a little bit more of like a workers' rights issue than Avatar can really account for. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I also think it's a fairly Western question in that sense, yeah. because we're thinking of Avatar, we're thinking of stuff like Castlevania, maybe. But we're not mm. thinking about how right now on Funimation, there's Heaven Official's Blessing, which is one of my favorite anime that I'm watching, which is not actually anime, technically. It's a Donghua. It was made in China. It's with It's a Chinese property. And they've never called it anime in China like that either. They don't sell it as anime in China, but for marketing purposes, it's being called anime on Funimation. So that conversation is not going to happen with that property because it looks more like what we envision anime is, but it's still a different, it, it, it's supposed to not be, although what's supposed to be or not also depends on what you classify as what makes it anime, which is a deeper conversation. I mean, we had whether it's because it has Japanese creators or the intention of reaching a Japanese audience, uh, then in that case, that Donghua anime, Chinese anime, does not have that intention, does not have a Japanese staff at work either, nor is it from a Japanese author or anything related. But it is getting now published in Japan, and they are developing an audio drama in Japan for it and adapting it there. And when it comes here, it's going to very much look like a journey of an anime. How are we going to tell the difference? We can tell the difference when it's, Americanized. And there are anime that are actually made by full Japanese teams to be launched in the Japanese market that very much look like American animation as well. So is that anime? And mm-hmm. it, it's it's just uh, <laughs> also, that man, the animated series was animated by the same people as Akira. So the lines have been blurred for a long time. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's very like, unclear. Like at this point, what what exactly are we trying to separate, defend, or or protect exactly is it the rights of Japanese people to own their cultural medium because they were also very keen and happy to sell it at whatever price was possible back in the 90s when they were doing their distribution deals with America and Latin America like they were just looking for a way into the market period they didn't care if it was called anime or a cartoon or anything like that I think there's a lot of also 
us kind of trying to impose what we think they want when they're not the ones saying that um, and just letting them yeah. be the ones to express what anime is instead of us always having a conversation about it. There's also a long history of them very explicitly not wanting it to be uh, identified as Japanese. That's what, that's, I mean, that's why the big guys, because they wanted characters, because they wanted literally the dude who, uh, who created Astro Boy, whose name I keep blanking, te, um, fucking Tezuka. Oh, Tezuka um, yeah. Osama Tezuka. Yeah, yeah Tezuka uh, literally started this trend of statelessness the big eyes, the uh, very Western-looking features, because they, because it, he created the show right after World War II, and they were like, people don't really fuck with Japanese people like that. They very explicitly were like, we don't want, we don't want y'all to know this is Japanese, which is part of why, like, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, like, I didn't, I wasn't like super vocal about the. Like when Ghost in the Shell got created with Scarlett Johansson. Like, I don't really fuck with her decision to be involved with it. But I, there's also like a long history of them being like, like Masashi Kishimoto said, claim, said openly that he made Naruto blonde haired, blue eyed, so that like a kid in America, a white kid in America could play that character. And yeah. so there is a history of them sort of like deferring to like Western audiences for, uh, for validation in that way. And so I was kind of like, the reason behind it is sad in that there's this sort of like fetishization of like uh, everything that is sort of Western European and whatever in American. Yeah. Um, so the circumstances are sad, but I can't really be like, I can't be the one to judge uh, how, yeah. how that stuff gets I, yeah, I think we need to be the ones to also ask ourselves if we're actually, we think we're doing the right thing always by making sure people understand that there are different categories and that they have cultural relevance. But mm -hmm. this also forces anyone who comes from any country to play the stereotype or be forced into that role. So that means that now a Japanese creator can never necessarily not be seen as a manga artist. Like, what if that's not what they want to do? Do they have to then use a pseudonym when they're publishing a book or a novel? Because if they see a certain name, they're going to put it in, the, in another area of the bookstore. And this is also, by the way, a problem that I saw a lot in like romance that was not white in the romance literature area like books were categorized as romance and then it's like oh but the people of color over there even though it's romance so it's not actually necessarily serving uh, the right people to also make oh, no, these no, separations what, what you were looking at was wrong what Huh? You got no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what you delivered huh? was too much for this a little pun there's a little pun that I'm doing <laughs> You froze. We no, didn't hear bro, bro. it. We didn't hear nothing. What? Oh, you didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought the well, No, not again. Montana was struggling. Oh, oh, but so. Damn it! I really wanted well, to hear that, that pun. Though. Me. No, I said the section you were reading was Romans, not romance. <laughs> Oh, because Romans are white. Uh -huh. Romans. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the wait. 
Yeah, it's all good. We waited. We enjoyed. We enjoyed. There you go. And 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 this happens across the board too. Like it's not like Japan has the best history of knowing how to represent anybody outside their culture either. I mean, every time I see, uh, especially the trope of the gyaru or black gal in anime, it just it it does something that makes my uh, scalp crawl. So and the way that is and now watching Food Wars especially, uh, I don't remember now her name very well. The meat expert. Oh, meat, meat. Oh uh, my yeah, God. meat, meat uh, with the meat on the boobs. He um, was drawn so saliciously mm, American. Ah, I forgot her name. But the fact that she has to always be portrayed in the shortest skirt with the cowboy boots with the tiny tiny tank top with the huge titties which hey you know what in anime titties come in all sizes cool but she was very clearly singled out as kind of being a caricature of of what they see as that trend and they're not great either at it like in terms of how they do representation not great in japan like we might need a little more collaboration across the board because otherwise uh, uh, something like anime which now is such a global media that every child consumes is now feeding also into how well anime views race how anime views the economy how anime views gender dynamics right. and is it necessarily the best so then, so then all right so this raises two questions for me that is like uh the the first question is that has there been any sort of anime of note or recently or maybe it's even older that has portrayed race and, and gender equality well and has been mainstream yuri on ice yes okay because i <laughs> I have not seen it, so explain it. Yuri and I stands out for a lot of things, but the yeah. biggest one is that they genuinely went to cultural sensitivity experts in order to address pieces that had to do with character development, pieces that had to do with choreography, dynamics within ice skating competitions, and they tried their best, and you can tell, to be as nuanced and thoughtful as possible with the way they represented each character. In fact, it's probably one of the only anime I can point to that has a well-done Latino character, Leo Mm. de la Iglesia, who's Mexican and he's an ice skater. And the whole point is the plot of Leo is not, I'm a Mexican. He happens to be Mexican, but he's going for the gold like everybody else. And his issues don't have to do with his culture or any character that's involved. Where they come from is not what defines them. And that was so refreshing because every time Mm. there's any character that comes from another country, they are that country not the character right so mm-hmm. and and between that and the way that yuri and i really broke all the boundaries of what a sports anime could be defined as since mm-hmm. people assumed it was bl or boys love but it's actually not it's a straight up sports anime and how you interpret the potential for romance in it is up to you um, um but there's also potentially canon gay characters canon uh, bi characters uh some that they find is non-binary you've got uh, characters who are from Korea, characters that are from France, characters that are from, in this case, I've mentioned Leo already, Mexico. You've got characters from all over the planet that are just competing in an international uh, competition. And and I felt that they had a really good handle on, on a lot of heavier pieces. And, and it still felt like such a light anime and it's such a joy to watch. Like, it's, it's really great. If you haven't seen it, please do. Word up. I'll definitely be sure to put it on the list. I, for in that regard, for for me, I would say um, I think 
I like Fire Force right now as like kind of goofy as it is. I think their portrayals yeah. of like black characters hasn't one been problematic. It's actually been pretty good. They're not just out here jiving and and doing whatever. Like they're like yeah. so like solid characters who have like their own sort of agency. And it's cool to note because like the same creator that does Fire Force also did Soul Leader. And I remember when I first mm-hmm. watched Soul Leader, it was one of the moments I'm like, yo. I feel seen, my dude. Like for like the first yeah. time in a long while, I feel seen. And like having um the I forget her, I forget her name, but she was like a, a mummy because like the soul yeah, soul leader for, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone everyone here knows obviously, but for those who don't know, um in Soul Leader, you have a Meister and a person who becomes like their their soul weapon, like a, a sickle or a reaper, and it all uh varies. But uh the mummy, I just remember she had like you know nice actually nice drawn dreadlocks and actually looked like a proper black woman. I was like, yo, motherfucker, you got me. I'm sold. Like, I see someone that can look like my sister. This is this nice. perfect. Good job. And hopefully talks how, like how you talk because yeah. uh, I hate it whenever I see, oh, hello, I am the one Latino character here. <laughs> yeah. How are yeah. you doing? Oh. I brought the enchiladas, you know, because we're all Mexican. And also, I mean, ironically, it was Mexican, but that's just him. I come here for the jalapenos, samba, salsa. It's all the same. So much more than that, man. American. There is a black. There is a black American anime studio in Tokyo now. It's not on. I was gonna say no. I think he's in Korea. I was thinking of Lashawn. Lashawn Thomas is in uh, Japan. Japan, yes. All right, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a studio. He goes through Netflix basically. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Um Sorry. that Yasuke anime is on the way though. That's gonna be dope. Yes. That's gonna be fucking yeah. dope. Can't wait for that shit. That's what that. does that mean? Because I don't know that term. Uh so they're basically doing an anime with uh Lakeith Sanfield that is mm-hmm. based on Yasuke, the first black samurai. Oh okay. Yeah. First and possibly only black samurai, I guess. Yeah. There's conspiracy theories that I don't know I don't know what they are, but <laughs> as far as anyone was the only black samurai. I wanted to 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 put in one uh that recently finished, uh I finished it out was Carolyn Tuesday. Um one yeah. just like you know, soundtrack and it's yeah. just it, and that's one of those relaxing anime too, like where you're just like you're watching and you're just like, I'm just gonna have a good time watching these people just jam out Taylor Swift style. Um and but one of the like I really enjoyed this the second season. Like the first season was great too, but the second season with some of the characters that we got to see, I felt like they were really fleshed out. And and we also get to see like um, different gender identities as well, which mm-hmm. was refreshing. And the whole plot of immigration and like the you know government coming up. It was the Hillary Clinton <laughs> like up there saying so. Yes, <laughs> just all of that was yeah. like so relevant in real life yeah. what's up is like so good at that though he's, yeah. he's always been that dude he's been i mean in cowboy bebop uh the representation like the the dude on the bounty hunter show the black dude who is the least like stereotypically black character i've ever seen in anime mm-hmm. like the the best most anime do is like they just make him like basically a white dude with black skin yeah i feel like that so <laughs> That show, he was such a character where I'm just like, oh, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know they knew there were Black people like this, you know? <laughs> like, 
coon representation. Okay, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, low P though. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but like, so, so like, as like you know, anime viewers and like enjoyers of like colors, like we definitely have to do like mental gymnastics a bit, like when we're watching anime, in order to I think like stay with it. Uh, whether that maybe be giving up like a an inch or so like all right that person said something that wouldn't naturally be said in this context cool let that shit slide or this person is like a little just a little too racist bro drawing just a little too racist that ain't it lips way too big you drew the motherfucker like a caricature it's not cool dog um but it's in a show i really like so like i'm just gonna try and suck this shit up and if anyone's a different color they're black to me now piccolo <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah it's it becomes tiring sometimes yeah we, we, we still love we still love the medium so i guess it's like how do y'all deal with some of the mental gymnastics man oh bro i don't even know i can tell you so many moments that i like I specifically, I think I remember those moments better than I remember actual shows. Like, <laughs> I remember like Kill a Kill, I love, but then once Gal they got gory. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, did, why does his voice need to be like that? What character in the show? Why do we need yeah. that? Uh, Dragon Ball, Officer Black, uh, yeah. and basically any other Black person on the show. Uh, Eight Tails in Naruto. Uh, <laughs> We got a whole village at least. Yo, that was my that was my yeah. fucking saving grace. But yo, at least they gave us a whole village. <laughs> yeah, a whole village of. Uh, of I know. And Rai Kage was an angry black man. Yeah. Me was. Oh. Although yeah. I, I was still very happy that he he clapped up Sasuke. That brought me a lot of joy. So yeah, that also was one of the best fights in that show. Yeah. Even though it's so short, but it was one of the best looking fights I've ever seen. It's just because Sasuke um, was getting dealt with. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just like, I've had to like remind myself that, you know, it's an island nation, very isolated for the most part, not very diverse, very homogenous. So, you know, a lot of that shit is just kind of based on like imagination, intuition. It's not a real, it's not a real character characterization of a black person based on anything that they actually know. And so like, yeah, and like if I were to if I were to talk to one of these people, I would tell them what I think. I would be like, that character sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey yo, that's but, racist. Edit. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. but like just as a fan, so as somebody who's watching, I just have to be like, I'm very likely not gonna get that opportunity. I like this show be like aside from that. And so I'm just gonna kind of let it be and also uh Whoever is the dopest character that is not white. Sorry, that's they're black. black. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's your fault. (laughs) A lot of it is like they get their their depictions of people of color from our media. So a lot of like our stereotypes come through and they see it and then it's like, oh well, this must be what what you know, like black and brown people are like, because that's all they they know. And sort of like Big fact, yes. Mm-hmm. That shit is straight from America's mouth. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he told them what they look like. He gave we have minimal representation here, and now we have minimal representation everywhere else because mm-hmm. they just have that to work with. 
Yeah. It's almost like this is the unfiltered version of what America thinks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. The no harm version. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This I is find what it, you told us. Yeah, I, I find it a little like it's it's pretty pretty interesting actually because in a way here we are also kind of being able to address that and how representation gets interpreted in Japan while I know I grew up in a community where Asians, you know, were also stereotyped. So it's right. kind of like unlike in American media where I feel that it's it's something that kind of I get to have more contact with and have a say on, I feel like sometimes I want to say more about Asian media, but then I, I look at like the, like an old uncle of mine and how he behaves or talks about mm-hmm. Asians in, 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 in Latin America. And, mm-hmm. and so I have like my views on, like, I hated uh, Lala Rodriguez in school rumble and the way that they brought her in as this huge Latina character with all the stereotype sauces um, but then I feel that I interacted a lot with the Nikkei community in DR, which was Japanese immigrants that came to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And the way that they were treated by Dominican society is, you know, you're Chinese and you're all the same. And we think you're all the same. And we've got all these stereotypes attached to you as well. And it's almost kind of like, I guess, you know, we all need to kind of have that conversation everywhere across the board. Because... I don't I don't think we do a better job of representing Asians either. And mm. so it's it's like it's definitely double sided there for me. Yeah, I think there's a level of like also intersectionality too cuz also as a as a, a female viewer, right? There's a lot that mental gymnastics that has to be done there too where just like am I gonna make an excuse to still watch this and accept it for its plot despite all of what is I'm seeing right now like how much do I have it within me to like keep watching this despite what is happening to the women on this show right Right? and also like you know putting that all into it where um it it is constantly that but I also have like it's kind of like I guess the way that I mental gymnastics it is sometimes I will just honestly envision like a main character as like you're just either uh, gender queer, like <laughs> you don't have a gender in my mind, or you could be a woman because it doesn't actually matter. Like your gender actually does not matter here. And if only we could just make them that. Um, most most recently is just watching uh, Demon Slayer for the first time, finally, and just being like, he could be a girl. I don't understand why he can't. Yeah, it would yeah. be so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Yo, that's cool. That's oh my yeah. God. <laughs> But that's the thing, though. Here we are talking about how we're the ones always expected to do mental gymnastics for everything as whether as women watching the way that anime treats female bodies or as just people of color interacting with this medium. And it's kind of like, you know what? Therapists call that disassociation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a trauma response. <laughs> the fact that we have to disconnect completely from our logic in order to enjoy something is just how we are adapting uh-huh. to the trauma of what it's actually done to us, which is yeah, in the case of mm-hmm. dissonance. Yeah, like getting in the case of being a female fan, it's just having to accept that I'm supposed to be okay with her boobs being able to dodge bullets. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bro, that's <laughs> And I get it. I get I get how funny it can be. And the problem might not even be that that's happening. It's that where's the scene where the balls are doing the same? Yeah, where's the dick it, dodging? Oh, yeah. Where's the dick it, it, dodging, it, it, dude? That's it. Like if <laughs> if it was more of an equal is, playground. Uh, the old Shaw Brothers film where that actually happens. First, how do you know this? Why do you know this? Well, because I was doing research for a video. It's in one of my videos. What video, man? <laughs> Yo, hold on, chill. It's in my video, uh, anime and hip hop. There's a video of RZA right. talking about this movie, and he's talking about a dude. You who said can, like, Oh my god. <laughs> I don't. Know. It's in there. There. I saw the video. No, there's a dude in the video who yeah. he's his ability is he can move the weak spots in his body so that you can't attack. Yeah, him. no, he so moved his balls. Yep. Yeah, there's a video. Of the dude I remember like, that. For, yeah. for his, and then Rizza is on the Rizza oh, in right, the background, says, like, oh yeah. look, he's going for the nuts. He's going for the nuts. Oh, and he moved no the nuts. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nuts no nuts, kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, that 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 there is a step in the right direction. Now it's definitely yeah. gonna be the right, like even more in the right direction if that's also sexualized as heavily as the it's not it yeah, absolutely is because that's the thing when they when they do it to guys in anime it's funny it's mm-hmm. always yeah. hilarious and comedic and that's the mm-hmm. intention but when they do it to the female characters the intention isn't just funny the intention is mm-hmm. also yeah. get horny right. so yeah. and you know yeah. what fine get horny but i'm getting i need i need uh, more elements here to get horny then let's put more yeah, stuff in the ramen so add some kimchi add some you know mozzarella mm-hmm. cheese i don't know what the fuck but Go beyond just using female bodies to tantalize your audience because your audience is not just horny for the female bodies. And, right. and you know, yeah. we, we I mean, want to go back see to food wars. Pretty that's boys like, too. The strength yeah. of food wars is that yeah. it's both. It's like the problem is just sexualized yeah. women is so ubiquitous. It's seen as part of the definition of anime. It's like mm-hmm. anime as big boo women. It's like that's part of the definition for, for some people. I mean, that's all my mom thinks it is. My mom thinks that I'm a pervert. <laughs> Me too. Well, I mean, she's not she... wrong, but, <laughs> but you know, well. I, I didn't need it to be in her face when she walked by me. Yeah, because they always come in at the like the worst time. Always, 100 percent sex scene. That's it, or like yeah. some very over perverted scenes. Like oh, prison here, here school. Mm. Yo, you too. <laughs> yep. Yo. Yep. Dad came in. I was like, "Dog, I have, I have no words." To carry me, I have none. This is exactly what it looks like. Yo. I have no defense. Sorry, Yo, parents. One of the best like uh, TikToks I've ever seen was about that. Is a kid like yeah. watching, just like a watching regular anime, and just like a, a girl like moans, and his dad walks in, and he tries to change the channel, and says like, "No, I know what's going on." I know it's <laughs> like you're not mad. It's like no, I'm an OG anime fan. You probably just watched a regular anime and it just got super weird for a second. You just made a weird voice. I understand. <laughs> and then his mom, his mom comes in and he's and he's like trying to change the channel again. He's like, it's not working. He's like, it never works when you want it to. <laughs> it never works. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It is cool that we've got like we're already in a generation where at least some parents have also watched anime cuz yeah. i can i can't imagine what it was like for them to deal with with like the grandparents like <laughs> anime oh, yeah. from like a bootleg vhs and you're thinking <laughs> that you're going to watch i don't know uh what was uh, car capture 
and and what comes oh. out is ninja scroll. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> All right, so oh yeah, I had to stop watching Seven Deadly Sins because the beginning is so cr- yeah, Melio, yeah. this is horrible. It doesn't doesn't get better through the whole series. <laughs> no, it, it really don't until like the most recent season where they're just like, we're just gonna fight things and just keep it at that. But like, you have to get through a couple seasons. Like, uh, you, you don't have to be here for the ride. It's, it's worth it. There's a lot of shonen out there. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a character routinely assaulting women. Yep. I mean, isn't that Mineta? Just Mineta. Mm-hmm. And that actually Mineta. was my issue with uh, Samurai Champloo. I was I was like, how many times oh, yeah. is food going to end up in a brothel? And I just got my patience wore more and more thin to the point I never went back to finish it. I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I just don't want to see that anymore. As, yeah. mu- as, mu- as beautiful as the show is, and I enjoyed it overall, yeah. that one aspect of it was really just grating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I respect it. hell it even says how lazy the author is to a degree because you know what fine fine we can be in on the joke we can understand why this is attractive fine or we can even enjoy it sometimes but eventually it's almost like you're trying to cover up the fact that there's no plot Mm -hmm. and i'm bored like Mm -hmm. it's not i don't care anymore nothing's happening (laughs) great everybody's stripping but where are we going? Um, yeah. where, is this, where is this nigga that smells like sunflower seeds? I'm trying to get work. <laughs> <laughs> right the last ass episode, yeah. Yeah. He is in the hood. Go to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> People love sunflowers. In the hood. <laughs> oh. Fuck yeah. yeah, people love sunflowers in the hood. Uh. Yeah. Sunflower yeah, seeds trend. are greater than pumpkin seeds. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're better salty. <laughs> Always. Here. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I have we a question. We love anime. <laughs> 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 we love problem. anime so much, we made a whole ass new company in the middle of COVID 2020 <laughs> to, to talk about it, discuss it, just endlessly hate on it sometimes anime it's a place of love (laughs) it really is it's very much where like it's our child and we have the right to abuse it (laughs) Um, yeah i I think raise it in discipline out of (laughs) no no some anime are really hitting me (laughs) we gotta work on our metaphors (laughs) (laughs) real quick Hey, man. I'm just gonna uh, mute myself. Uh, <laughs> how do you mute yourself? You can't. Um, well, what do you all like? What are you all looking forward to with Beyond the Bot? Is there anything for for viewers and listeners of the, the podcast and the channel to be like, yeah, that's coming up. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can tell. Whatever you, yeah, okay. whatever you can say. <laughs> Well, let's start with the fact that we are developing merch uh, in a very innovative way, because now that we don't have a company like Federator having to kind of choose everything, and we get to decide everything from design to concept to fabric to like the whole universe that we want to create, we really, we really want to bring our vision to life here on what we feel can be the future for an anime fandom that looks more like us. 
Word. And that's kind of the purpose. We just we just want to and we want to be able to eventually do more events and like go to your neighborhood and actually chill and you can come hang out with us. Like we're not going to be gatekeepy as fuck. We're just we're just chill, man. We just want to like have a good time, watch an anime, you know, destroy capitalism and in the middle eat some food wars recipes or something. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll be able to do some of that plus a couple of other projects that we've got in the works. Yeah, I feel like y'all can look forward to us doubling down on a lot of the same, you know, yeah. <laughs> asking all the questions people don't want to ask about anime. Why is everybody 17 but still tits out? And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yo, word. I have a I have, like, does is there ever an anime that actually takes place in college? Because, like, at some point, I was just like, everything is like middle school or high school. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Tokyo Ghoul. He was a college student in Tokyo Ghoul. Was he a college student? Damn, all right. I guess I'm just so used to everyone being in high school. All right. I also didn't like the Google that much. Genuinely don't know the age of anyone on Demon Slayer. uh, They're they're young. Um, They're very young. I'm just like, Nezuko is like 14, and Tanjiro is like 16. Yeah. Wasn't, isn't dude from um, GTO in, uh, is he in college or he's, I think he's like a teacher. Oh, it's great teacher on his okay. He's a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people who are college age, but I don't know many that are in college. Yeah, because it just it just like, makes me think like how much happens in high school in Japan? Like y'all good? Y'all good over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Y'all good? laughs> like, like the fuck? <laughs> and where where are your parents? Exactly. Yeah, oh my god, there's just no where parents in anime. <laughs> Yo, legit. Oh, wow. So I was, I was just thinking, Everybody like, can, did. You, can you get like a good show with like a main character who has both parents and like they're together, not one's just off in some other world, like exploring, or one's dead? Like, is there? And like maybe they I mean, even ask questions. Go like, hey, yeah. how was your day at school? You ha- you're bleeding. Yeah, what's up? I noticed you now have pink hair and are glowing. What's Mm -hmm. going on? Uh, Um, I mean, look, Goku and Chi Chi are technically together. All right, all right, you know, Mom and Vegeta together. They're not married, but Mom and Vegeta are together. Uh, Chibi Usa and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. That's weird again. Never mind. They're high schoolers. Okay, have a kid. I will say this, uh, Tandro's parents were murdered, but they were n- not necessarily bad or absent. Tandro's yeah, dad, his, I think, was dead before when the yeah, his dad started died from illness. When he was young yeah. or younger. And um, mom and children bad, got not murdered. A dad. Not a bad dad. Not absentee. Not an absentee dad. Not an absentee. Both. True, he was not an absentee. All right, so this is yeah, this Parasite the Maxim. His parents are alive at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beginning my spoilers from yeah. phrasing. Okay. I mean, my hero academia, Deku's mom is a, a treat. Like, she's yeah. so oh, great. Where's the best one? And she, like, plays down the Where's dad, though? Are there any single dads in anime? Oh, I, well, there's. Uh, is um, <laughs> Full Metal, is he a single? No, I think he has a. Oh, Owen Hive. Yeah, oh, they're, they're I, think, I think he's single. Okay. Yeah, he's he's single at the time because he left and left yeah. their mom alone, and the whole show happens. Damn. I love, I love, that. I love how parents yeah. just leave their kids like too much. Got to deal with the world, and mm-hmm. I don't know, survive. Here's here's a band aid. 
Yeah, like, damn, bro. Here's, here's uh, here are the keys to the car. Figure it out. Free yeah. start. Go figure this shit out, bro. Fuck, you got it. Good luck. Catching on. Let's look in the fridge, maybe. That's like a, a cultural thing, though, because uh, I, I used to live in Japan and I, I taught English there. And a lot of my students were adults. And they're um, the one one student I had. He was like he lived like four hours away from his his like elementary school age daughter and his his wife because of work. Like he worked at a company, then he got transferred. And like he just didn't. It's not a culture where you speak up and be like, hey, I can't do this. And it's like the. Him and his wife discussed it and is like his daughter had friends and wanted to stay. So he left and like sees them once a year. And like the one time his company uh, scheduled him on a business trip on his vacation. So he's like, oh, I guess I don't have a vacation this year. And it's like, that's, it just happens. It's like a cultural thing of, of work is more important than, than anything else. Cool. So it's just like super common for, for teenagers, for high schoolers to and... just be come home to like an empty house or like food on the, the table. Cause like their parents are working overtime. Which stinks. Um, <laughs> I mean, does it though? I feel like I grew up in the exaggerated opposite end of that. Latino household <laughs> means that your parents are with you at all times. <laughs> Possibly in recess too. Uh, this sounds kind of dope. <laughs> Damn. And family. They're also there. <laughs> yeah. You'll live in the same house. <laughs> Yo, that's the truth. Gone's dad ain't shit. Oh, no, that's yeah, true. Yeah, dad. He is the worst of dad. What about Shinji's dad? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, the name for getting the robot as a channel, it's pretty uh, aggressive, actually. It's, little, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very much the from the beginning. We got daddy issues with yeah. Frederator. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and, and, look <laughs> out, and look how it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Bakugo's parents still together? Yeah, Bakugo. Yeah, they're together. Yep, they are. Yeah, and they have like they have a cohesive relationship where she's yeah. loud and he's quiet. It's like what the Rugrats with uh, Angelica's <laughs> mom. <laughs> what about in Jujutsu Kaisen? Oof, mm -hmm. such a good show. Um, um we don't. His, well, his I've only seen the anime, so I oh, don't. Yeah. I think um, the parents I'm, don't come yeah, up yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think they mentioned in episode one. I don't know. I don't think so. Because we just see Grandpa had like his in like the beginning. He had like, oh, about your parents, and then the main character was like, I don't want to care. I don't care about my parents. I'm a protagonist. Yeah. I sit by the window. I have different color hair. You know, I'm the protagonist. Thank you. I do it all. I won. I'm just blessed with physical attributes. All right. We haven't seen them yet, but Haru's parents and Beastars are wonderful. Mm. They're super mm. loving. Yeah. They're not in the and anime accepting of, of their, you know, daughter who's stepping out of the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri's parents from Yuri on Ice are also great mm. and present and there and like helping him get over his training blues and stuff. There are, there, are some, there are some anime. It's like Trying hidden gems you find. <laughs> alive. And maybe nice. Yes. The father from um, Full Metal Alchemist is absolutely the worst. But mm -hmm. the mom from Hajime no Ippo, she's pretty dope. She rides for Ippo. Makes sure she takes care of the, the fishing shop, the boxing anime. Well, the parents mm -hmm. from Spirited Away, 
Wow. <laughs> they're together. <laughs> they are together. They're also, they are you know, dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Pretty normal parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is yeah. that time, Isaiah. Yeah. Yes, it is. To induct some new tribbles into the nation. Word, word. So, Eudelia and Christoph, it has been quite a pleasure. Right now, we're going to take some time to induct you into the Tribble Nation. So, what this means is this. First, come up with your Tribble designation. It is your moniker, a nickname of sorts, that lets the nation know where your geek lies. Obviously, mine is the Super Saiyan Tribble, because I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Gabe, she is the horror triple. Uh, she's a big horror fan, and she has a, a podcast called Ghouls Next Door. If you ever want to check that out, you can do it there. Uh, Ariel, she is the uncanny triple because she loves all things uncanny comics. And Mike, he is the wizard triple because he is like a D and D tabletop pro, and who doesn't love magic? Right? So, if you've been thinking long and over while talking with us, do you have an idea of? Where your geek lies and what your triple designation would be. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Um, and to make it spicy, if you have an AKA, because we all, I think, pretty much have an AKA of the original triple group, because I got a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't, I guess I'm the only one that's seen Fully Cooley in here, but I'm going to go NO triple because uh, uh, the NO portal in. Yup. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. in uh, now yeah. it's AKA yeah. socialist triple. <laughs> <Work. laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Blaz, I like it. I know no one has like taken that, so that's one hundred percent good and guaranteed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, Crystal. like low, low key, AKA is no triple. Uh, no triple. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, no. son. Nah, bro. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll be the horny trash triple. Hey, yo, that is such a unique hey. name that I, I know for a fact. Yeah, I don't think anybody has, has that. that. Nobody got that but you, the horny trash. <laughs> Would you like it, AKA? Existential crisis. <laughs> oh, <those>. fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> AKA needs a hug, Tribble. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like that was lost in localization and translation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I said. <laughs> You're right. I apologize. Yeah. With boots. <laughs> but is, with that said, it's not official yet. So here's what I need y'all to do. I, I need y'all to raise your hand. Like I saw him do swear. Oh, oh, oh All right, wow. and you're gonna repeat after me this this pledge to become an official triple. Are y'all pledging? Yes. <laughs> I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. I'm, you say a fur, furry? Furry, not like not like a furry as in like you know that's your your sexual preference, but furry as in triples are furry balls from space. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So I'm okay. a triple. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, so I'm a triple furry. I, I mean, yo, I was about to say, got some, gonna send you some fanfic, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess, oh, whatever your prerogative sure? is. You're gonna enjoy that, okay? Okay, so, so I, I'm, a, I'm a triple furry, I'm a triple true. Is that mm -hmm. okay? Uh, that's correct. I'm a triple furry, I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo, from the way, the way I, I, roll I roll to the way, to way I, I coo. coo. So shall be said, so shall be done. Yeah. The NO triple, aka socialist triple, and the trash triple, aka existential crisis triple. With boobs. 
with boobs. And I'm attracted to boobs, triple. Are now officially members of the Triple Nation. Now, Yudoye, Crystal, you two are very busy people, have many big things, both with Beyond the Bot, both with your own individual lives. Um, where can people see you next? What events are happening? And also plug that social media. Oh shit! I want. I mean, just follow me on Instagram. I I got too much stuff going on. I don't even. Yo, his Twitter is wild. I, I, I feel like I I think most of my projects are kind of things that I can't talk about necessarily because I don't know if they're gonna happen. Uh, so just follow me on Twitter at Yadoye Ot, Instagram at Professor Doye. Uh, OnlyFans is uh. <laughs> I was gonna come up with a fake link, but no. It's, it's cool. No. OnlyFans is only yams. All right. Just just go on OnlyFans and just scroll and hope you find me. <laughs> I thought you were on WikiFeed though. No, I checked. I'm not. Mm. Damn it. We had a poll yeah, going. It's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Um, you yeah. can find me. Uh, well, first of all, you can definitely follow us at Beyond the Bot. And on Twitter, we actually every host has a day where they pilot the Twitter. So I go on Mondays, you do it goes on Fridays. So oh, you can always smart, hit us up there and also we'll direct you towards where the hell we are and what we're doing. Um, on my end, Crystal Marie everywhere. Um, just got my TikTok profile because, hey, if y'all are making fun anime girl videos on there, I want to see them and I want you to know that I'm there. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Judging you. No, I'm kidding. I love you. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for this invitation and check out our channel. We just launched. We need all the support we can get. Word, word, word. Um, by chance, do y'all have a Patreon, anything like that for Beyond the Bot, Discord, yes. all that? We we do have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash beyond the bot. Cool. Yeah. 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 And our Discord is beyond the bot. All right. And you can definitely get access to our Discord if you become a Patreon member, plus access to uncensored episodes, early previews of the bot of the podcast and the episodes, and a lot of behind the scenes crazy content. Um very personal photos of Adrian get to go up on the Patreon. Oh God! Oh, I also got a Discord, by the way. I don't know where the link is, but I'll I'll post it somewhere. I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it at an undisclosed time, and y'all can just kind of click it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you don't know from this. which profile, but from some profile. Yeah. With a profile. <laughs> man, shit, man. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just tweet the link right now. Bet there you go. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna tweet. Uh, probably a link to my song in case y'all want to check it out if you haven't heard it yet. It's called Anime Girl, um, and it is exactly what it says. It's in Spanglish, uh, so for, for my Spanglish-speaking Latino Hispanic fam, I hope you catch some of those references uh, from <laughs> from some OG shows like Candy Candy. But <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it's good fun. Weird. It's an absolutely awesome song. Was grooving to that shit earlier today. So. Yeah, I just want to thank you guys, you know, for coming on the show. I also want to thank out, you know, your producer Chantel. Chantel, thank you for making this happen. It yeah. was uh, dope meeting you back at Anime NYC. The whole cast, Chantel, getting in contact there, and yeah, it's been you know very good time, you know, talking with you guys. And I hope you had a good time here. Uh, yeah. well, maybe we can you know chat, do something in the future. But I guess yeah. before we fully wrap up, we should if play you have on. any, huh? We should play Among Us at some point. Really test our friendship here. Our niche, our tribal nation. Yo, we should. I'm 100% oh, yeah. oh, about you, that. Oh, you're trying to fight. Okay. You know, you know this is always going to end in a fight, Indoor. Uh, because 
we got beat. Yeah, thank you, FLE. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you. 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 We're happy you, you know, enjoyed the stream, enjoyed watching it all. I just, I would say everyone here, if you can, before we actually, you know, wrap this show up, let's just give, you know, the, the viewers, commenters, three anime they should watch right now. At least give them, you know, a little something nice to leave off on. Oh, Mob Cycle 100. Yeah. Fully, fully coolie. Mm -hmm. uh, and she, what else am I watching? Great Pretender. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Season two is coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Soon. nice. Uh, yeah. In my case, I recommend uh, The Promised Neverland for sure. Oh, God, yes. Um, and season two is also coming. And holy crap. Um, watch maybe if you're down to try something different and new, Beauty on Ice. Definitely go for that. Don't don't let the fangirls fool you. It is a sports anime tournament style. So if you're into shonen, it's for you. <laughs> Check yeah. it out, Battle Royale. Oh my God. <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of you know, it's just also very nice and hella gay. Um, and a third one, I would recommend watching Code Geass. Dope. Which yeah, is one of good. one of my favorite series. It's also a classic. And I watch it every Christmas to make myself feel better. I don't know, murder just does that. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to end the year right. Word. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, Mike, you give us like one or two. Sure. Um, Ping Pong the Animation. Um, I recommend that. It has got the most unique art style, and it is it is just so fun to watch. And the music is top notch. Yeah. Um, and then Anohana the Flower we saw that day, if you want to cry. Oh, oh, two wow. opposite ends. Yeah. Oh, if you want just like wacky ping pong action, or if you want to, you know, feel sad, those are the two. <laughs> All right. Ariel? Um, I've not watched a whole lot of Hero, uh, Academia. Uh, as I said, over on High School Host Club, I think everyone should check that out. It is delightful. It makes Word. me so happy. Um, yeah, and B stars. I really liked. I was not ready. I put it on like, "What the hell is this?" And then I walked away, still saying, "What the hell is this?" But I will be back. <laughs> 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 so I, I actually really did like that. I would, I would definitely recommend it. Okay, and Gabe. Um, a good question. Uh, what, what, what do I enjoy? Um, I would say, you know, as, as being spooky, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, obviously, the ghouls. Um, Parasite to Maximum, love it. Uh, and uh, I guess if people haven't, and they were also late like me to Demon Slayer, do it and also yeah. read it. I'm like, I don't really read manga except for Beastars. I went, I plowed through that really quickly, and I'm doing the same with Demon Slayer right now. I'm just like, I, one, there's an ending. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to get to the end of something and not just be like feel forward. Um, but also Maybe. just like so many emotions. <laughs> and so I'm like, and it, it's for the first time, instead of like, like spoiling for myself, it just got me hyped for the future, which doesn't always happen. Usually I'm just like, oh, like now I'm gonna have to walk, like see it again. But this time yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till this is like visual and is like gonna be in my face. These characters are gonna be so cool. Um, yeah. Hey, so definitely wait for a movie. It's gonna be dope. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. And then uh I guess uh, to wrap things up, yeah. Uh, my final three be for those who want to see hands that are rated E for everyone, watch Yu Yu Hakusho. 
for those who love sports anime, I would recommend Haiku or Kuruko's on Basketball. And then for those in the new school, Juju Kaisen. So, yeah. Yeah. Or Jujutsu Kaisen, sorry. Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Kaisen. Watch that. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, but so that's been the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Yudoye, Crystal Marie for joining us. And please be sure to check out all of their you know, information, all of their content on Beyond the Bot, all, as well as on their personal pages. Uh, you know, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. So to the Triple Nation, I say thank much love. You. Thank you for inviting us. And thank you all. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Do we do the frequencies thing?